0: Please like and subscribe. Let's grow NAI basketball. Thank you. Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Hey, Cascade Hoops Talk, this is Billy D. Today's uh, Thursday, December 7th. Ask all my listeners, please remember all the sailors that lost their lives at the beginning of uh, World War II in, uh, at Pearl Harbor. Over 3,000 sailors died that day. Uh, we just want to make sure they're not forgotten and we remember this day. Thank you. A lot of games last night. We're going to talk about that. We're going to update you on some standings in the conferences. I think that's what NAI basketball gets really fun when those conference races start heating up. And then we're going to have Brendan Rooney. He's the head men's basketball coach at Menlo College. The Oaks, they play in the GSAC. So why don't we get right to it? So last, uh, last night, Grace went up to Michigan-Dearborn, and they they played Michigan-Dearborn. Uh, they won that game 101-57. They kind of manhandled them uh, in that game. Uh, big Elijah Malone, he's a problem. <laughs> 26 points, 12 rebounds. Jake Wadding, uh, one of the, one of the best utility guys in the country. 13 points, six rebounds. Grace is just rolling at 10 and 10 and 0. You know we're gonna have to see what happens when they get uh, on the road in the G Pack, but right in, or the G Pack, the Crossroads. Sorry guys, uh, but it, right now they're they're just really red hot and rolling. And on December 12th, they're back in action. They're playing another non-conference game against Lindsey Wilson. Number two, College of Idaho, they played an exhibition game against Northwest Nazarene, which is about 10, 15 minutes from College of Idaho. Uh, It's a rivalry game, obviously. It's an exhibition game because Northwest Nazarene is NCAA Division II. They used to be in the Cascade Conference, so when they play, everybody in the Cascade Conference roots for College of Idaho to beat them, uh, to, to tell them how much we miss them. So they beat them 68-66. Of course, the Yotes stay at 6-2, uh, but they got the big win. It was a pride win, not only for College of Idaho, but for the Cascade Conference. Uh, Samaji Morgan, 20 points, 4 assists. Drew Wyman, uh, 12 points, 2 rebounds. College of Idaho is back in action on Saturday. They're going to play their rival, Eastern Oregon. Number four, Oklahoma Wesleyan out to avenge that loss to Southwestern. They traveled to Tabor. They beat them 79-61. Uh, the Eagles, they go to 9-1. Uh, DJ DJ Talton, he had 15 points, 2 rebounds. Dylan Phillip, 16 points, 3 rebounds. As I said, they go to 9-1, and one, and they'll play York on Saturday. LSU Shreveport. They, they won tonight. Boy, it was a battle. In the first half, it really honestly looked like they were in some trouble. But give give the Pilots some credit. They fought back. They were able to earn this victory over, over Loyola, and uh, they won it there at the end. They go to 7-0. and zero. Uh, Paul King for the Pilots, 14 points, 5 assists. Damon Davis, 15 points, 7 rebounds. Yeah, the four-point victory gives the Pilots a record of 7-0. They're back in action December 14th. They're going to go to Our Lady of the Lake. Number 11, Southwestern, one of the hottest teams in the country. They go to 10-0 tonight. Uh, They hosted Bethel, a good team, the Bethel Threshers. This is the Kansas Bethel. Uh, It was a KCAC game. Southwestern wins this one 71-58, takes them to 10-0. In this game, Kevin Clark, sorry, I covered his name, 30 points, four rebounds. Justin DeMaria, 11 points, three rebounds. That dude can hoop. So they're back in action on Saturday. Uh, They'll play Friends, another KCAC game. Northwestern, a lot of G Pack action last night. Uh, They took on uh, Dakota Wesley, and at home, they beat them pretty handily 97 89. Northwestern goes to 8 and 1 now. Alex Van Kalsbeek, uh, Mr. Dependable there for the Raiders. 21 points, 10 rebounds. Dylan Carlson, 16 points, 3 rebounds. Northwestern uh, stays home on Saturday and hosts Doan as the G Pack now is in full tilt. Uh, number 16, Morningside, another G Pack team. They went up to Jamestown. Always a tough place to play, regardless of records. They're still the Jimmys. Uh, Morningside loses this one, 91-81. So the Mustangs now, they go to 6-2. Uh, Silas Binion for the Jimmys, uh, the transfer out of LC State, 28 points, 9 rebounds. He had a great game. Uh, Jimmy Lennis for the Jimmys, 15 points, 7 rebounds. Morningside will—they'll uh, also be at home on Saturday, and they're going to play Midland. So those were the games tonight. I want to walk you through uh, a couple of standings, uh, real quick, before we talk to Brendan Rooney. So the G Pack tonight—we talked about the games. Uh, a couple others we didn't mention. Dort beat Briarcliff. was—they beat him by almost twenty. That was a surprise that they beat him that bad. Concordia beat Mount Marty. That was expected. Midland beat Doan, and as we said, Northwestern beat Dakota Wesleyan. So in the in the um, the G Pack, uh, Hastings is five and zero. They're leading the pack right now. A little bit of a surprise. They they're it's just for it's just a little bit of a surprise right now. But boy, I guarantee you that G Pack's gonna get mixed up. You know, they all start at the start of the season. They all start at zero zero within within no, you know, zero games of each other, right? And at the end of the year, they play whatever, 21 games or 20, whatever it is, they play 20-something games, and at the end of the season, they're all within a half game of each other. They don't settle anything during the regular season. I mean, it they'll have nine teams uh, tied for first. It is the most insane conference I've ever followed. So we'll just keep an eye on this uh, and uh, see how this GPAC uh, plays out this year. Also... Uh, the Appalachian Conference, uh, they're starting to heat up pretty good. Uh, Columbia International, they beat Milligan tonight. Johnson beat Reinhardt. Bryan beat Montreat. And Union, knock, knock, they beat Tennessee Wesleyan. So look at these standings. Columbia International, when's the last time you didn't see Union at the top of there? Yeah, Columbia International is at the top of the AAC standings at 7-1, and one. Followed by Union at six two, and Pikeville at five and two. So as you can see, there's a and there's other ones we'll go through on different shows. But the conferences are really starting to uh, settle out, and we'll start as, as much as we can. I would rather focus the show on the conferences than the top twenty five. So we'll see how that plays out. So we talked to Brendan Rooney. They're nine and one. They've won six games. They play there in the G sack. And uh, he's a really good guy, and he's a great coach, and he's got a great team. And let's listen to him. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Hey, I got Brendan Rooney on the phone. He's the head head men's basketball coach over at Menlo, the Menlo Oaks, or if you prefer, the Menlo Mighty Oaks. How you doing, Coach?
1: I'm doing great, Billy D. Thanks so much uh, for having me on. It's uh, we love what you do for small college basketball, and uh, you know love when we're able to trade messages, and even more so when we're able to talk. So I appreciate your time, son.
0: So you've been on a roll. I think you're uh, nine and one. Uh, you felt a Montana. Where where did you play Montana State Northern? So we played them at the uh, the Bill Holtz tournament, which uh, William Jessup or Jessup
1: uh, University holds. So we played Southern Oregon on that. That Friday and then played uh, Montana Northern on that Saturday, so it was actually a really good weekend of of hoops. Definitely wish we'd come out two and zero, but it was uh, kind of had that atmosphere of the postseason. Uh, kind of one location is really good basketball. between the the
0: fourteen. That win over Southern Oregon is looking better and better. You know they swept College Idaho and Eastern Oregon last weekend. Uh, there was a lot of question marks as just how good they'd be after losing so many graduates, but uh, that look that win is looking really good right now.
1: Yeah, Matt does a great job there. And, uh, you know, that was a really good challenge for us. They got us the year before at the same tournament. Uh, so I think our guys were, were pretty motivated for it. Um, and they're big and physical. Um, you know, one of the teams uh, that's just bigger at uh, than us at the majority of the positions. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a back-and-forth game and have a ton of respect for or how they run the program. Uh, so, yeah, we're definitely, definitely excited about that one. And, you know, see them beat a team like College of Idaho, um, you know, like you said, makes the win look a little bit better. Um, but, yeah, they're they're a good team. I definitely see them uh, beat a national tournament
0: team again. Yeah, Matt's done a great job there since he went there. Uh, you know, you uh, you beat Merced. And a lot of people would say, well, this is a CalPAC team. You beat them by two. But, uh, you know, they beat Jessup. They've got some good wins under their belt. That, is that, a, that must be a pretty good team.
1: They are. That was a, a knockdown dragout game. So double overtime. Um, Coach Fam over there, he's been there uh, quite some time. Uh, did a really good job on the women's side and then moved over to the men's side. Um, and they're good. They're really tough, especially at home. It's a really tough place to play. Um, they sit down in a stance, really guard, um, then they have some dynamic guards. Uh, Chris Bromow was a guy who, who played really well against us. He had come off a game where he had scored 20-plus on a Division One game. So, yeah, I could see them uh, being kind of that top spot or that top two spot in the CalPAC, yeah. um, kind of once again see them getting them one of the automatic bursts uh, in the CalPAC. So, yeah, they're, they're a good team, a ton of respect for how they run their program. Um, they, they're really, really good.
0: Okay, I want to talk about your team. I got one more schedule question. So you you went into Cal Maritime, you beat them pretty handily, but was that was that uh did that have any special significance going back there and playing?
1: It's always great, you know, to kind of be in the old stomping grounds and, you know, you see a a few familiar faces. Um, So there's definitely a little bit of that nostalgic nature. And ironically, we have uh, one guy on our team. So Landon Seaman, our leading scorer, he had actually uh, committed to me uh, or to us when we were at Cal Maritime. So it's funny bringing him back and, and kind of going through the stories of the campus tour and kind of the the arduous uh, recruiting process so it's good to be back there um a lot of good memories not only my time there as head coach but my brother's really successful 10 years there um you know we were just back for his hall of fame induction there and in one of our hall of fame uh teams uh so it's really good to kind of bring back some of those memories
0: so you've uh you've got a you've got a pretty good group uh you just mentioned landon seaman he's playing great basketball isn't he 22 points a game uh you know, he, what is he shooting? 66%. Hey, talk about his game.
1: Yeah. He's a guy, uh, he's just put in a ton of work. So he, he came in as a freshman, uh, in our COVID year. So we didn't play any games and, uh, we had two pretty big guys, pretty good big guys in front of him in Corey Lao Pepe, who's an all conference guy and Ziggy yeah. Laose, yeah. um, who's a good physical player. And so, He has totally paid his dues. I remember calling him uh, after a Friday of a week of practice and and telling him, like, hey, you know, just stick with it. Like, I promise you're going to be good because, you know, as a freshman, he didn't know which way it was up and the whole deal. And he had one of the best responses I've ever had. He said, hey, coach, don't worry. Like, I'm just glad I get to play college basketball. Right. Which is so unique in kind of the landscape we have where everyone wants instant gratification. Um, So for him to put in all that work and you saw a little bit of the bright spots last year when Corey went down. You know, he had a game of 38 uh, and a game of 27 in the same week. And then, you know, he's kind of taken the reins, had a phenomenal off offseason. Um, he's a guy, you know, he wasn't finished in a ton with his left hand uh, last year, and he's done a great job of, of developing that. Um, yeah, and the offense, it runs through him. He's really efficient, um, has done a better job this year of handling double teams. So he's definitely a guy that we count on to be a focal point of our offense uh, and kind of rely on his efficiency there.
0: You know, you guys are really winning games by defending, out rebounding, and uh, taking care of the basketball. Uh, you 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 shoot really high percentage uh, from inside the two, but you struggle a little bit from the three. That's kind of my read of your team. Talk talk to me. Tell us how you're winning all these games. What is it that makes Menlo Oaks? good this year
1: yeah i think we're we're really sharing the ball um kind of like you're saying um we feel like we have some really good three-point shooters that just they haven't found it yet yep. um you know a guy like kaito williams he can really shoot it um and look forward to him kind of continuing to do that eric blackwell uh, was 40 percent on a ton of attempts in junior college so we think that's going to kind of be you know hopefully what gets us over the top um but we changed our offense this year to kind of have a lot more, more passing and cutting, making sure guys are touching the ball. Um, but I think it just goes to the guys we have, like they, they really care about each other. Um, there's no guy trying to get his. And I think you kind of see that in the balanced attack. You know, I think when it's all said and done, we could have five guys in double figures. You know, I think we have five that are, you know, 9.8 or above right now. Um, because they don't really care who gets it, right? And I think the guards understand if if Landon gets the ball inside and we can have that presence, then we can kind of share it, you know, going – going the other way inside out threes and and 45 cuts um and then from a defensive perspective i feel like we've done a better job being physical on the ball um we're fairly fairly big um you know our point guard is six four we go six four six two uh six 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 seven six eight um so i think it allows us to have switchable lineups um but i think it just comes down to the quality of guy and the fact that they don't care about their individual success it's more about you know what does the team need for the right pass or the right shot
0: well coach i think any any coach in the country, if they said, if you were going to struggle at something right now, what would it be to say, well, I'll, I'll, I'll struggle on the three-point line as long as I'm rebounding, defending, and taking care of the ball. Because uh, those are a lot harder things to improve. The three-point shooting, like you said, it's going to come around. I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's it's infectious. Guys miss and miss, and then all of a sudden they'll start hitting. And I mean, these are basketball players. They're not going to miss forever,
1: for sure. And I think the the thing that this team's done better job is when it's not falling. It's it's not like we're trying to go square peg round hole, right? It's like okay, it's it's not falling tonight. You know, I think in that Merced double overtime game, I think we shot fifteen percent from three. Um, so it's like, hey, let's let's get the ball inside or let's attack a. On, close out let's make sure that we're not just trying to shoot when we're not feeling it bad night or we're not getting the great quality threes we want i to continue to just kind of attack the rim and play with
0: pace so coach you're uh you're this year last year in the gs G g Sac. you're um you know you're going over i can't remember the name of the conference the, you're going nc to a division two what's the name of that conference brendan uh the, the pack west well i struggled with that when i talked to lance von Vote the other day too but anyway uh is it is it a distraction for your program? I know there's a lot of compliance things you have to put together. There's a lot of administrative changes that have to be made. Is that a distraction for your program right now?
1: It really hasn't been, to be honest. I think that that credit goes to our administration, as far as Keith Vitaro, Alexa Daines, kind of their whole staff, as far as handling all the things they need to, um, you know, we're starting to do some of the compliance stuff with care logs and, and all that good stuff. But as far as our guys day to day, it doesn't really change it. You know, I think um, they're, they're excited about the move and, and all that, but I think they're really focused on this year and, and making sure we make the most out of our last year in the GSAC um, and kind of let our, let our head be where our feet
0: are. Let's talk about the GSAC for a second. Uh, you got some teams there you're really going to have to contend with the uh, Jessup is always going to be tough. I've seen them, seen them play. They're better in their record. Uh, obviously Arizona Christian, uh, OUAZ, they lost a ton of guys, but they're going to be good. Uh, I know I'm going to start m- missing people, but, uh, it looks like the GSEC is going to be just as tough as ever. Yeah. It's,
1: I mean, it's kind of crazy. You know, that's what we've kind of told our guys like, Hey, the preseason's great, but we just, we got to get ready for, you know, that first weekend, we have ACU and Ottawa coming in, which are two elite eight teams from last year. And, um, you know, as cliche and I, you know, I listen to some of your podcast, everyone thinks, you know, their conference is great. Right. And there's a bias to that. And we're not any different. Right. We feel like we have a lot of teams that can win games in the national tournament. Um, you know, you look at, at us last year, we were top 25 in the country at one point, And then we don't make the conference tournament. Right. So I think uh, it's as strong as it's ever been. You know, it's it's unique in the sense of only having eight teams this year uh, where the whole conference season is played in the second semester. Um, but it's it's going to be. It's going to be tough. You know, it's going to come down to those one, two possession games because, you know, ACU kind of leads the way. Um, but Masters is really good. You know, Ottawa yeah. did a great job with their recruiting class. And, and their, their guys that were in the program and saw success last year, they just got better, right? Um, you know, Bill Check at, at Hope, he's in the national
0: tournament every year. Um, you know, Vanguard got picked seventh, and they go and beat College of College Idaho. College of Idaho, yep. Right?
1: by dang year 30 and those guys hadn't lost in about 54 weeks um you know Jessup like you said we got to see them live they're really good they're big they're physical and they have a, a two-time all-american in miles Corey. um and then the team that i think is going to surprise people too is like like you know they're they have really dynamic guards they got a couple transfers um that are instant players so yeah it's you know as cliche as it is as coach speak is there's no off nights there are no off nights right if, if you don't play well, anyone can beat anyone. Um, and the crazy part is if we have six teams that are going to make the conference tournament, or if you look at different rating systems, like the Massey, we're going to have teams that are going to be top 50 in the country that won't make the uh, the conference tournament. So just got to kind of, you know, be in our foxhole and, and worry about getting better. Cause if you, you know, you're always looking at those scores, which, you know, we're all, we're all doing to some degree, but you know, it can be a little daunting when you're seeing teams that are being
0: number one team in the country and, you know, what uh yeah. what masters is able will do going out to florida so it's it's going to be it's going to be a battle for sure yeah that was a huge win I, uh i was really remiss not bringing up the Masters. that was a huge win when they went out and beat florida memorial they dropped that one to kaiser but they were back to back in florida uh masters is really good uh and like yeah, you said they, hope I is mean, always good and vanguard be because right? i mean what a conference for sure i mean yeah it's top to bottom you have some really good players
1: you know i think you know looking at like a caleb lowry who was gsac player of the year last year i mean he's he's a mid-major you know division one player and they got ty harper who's a former espn top 100 guy and so um you know it's littered with really good players and really good coaches uh but i think as a competitor that's what you want to be around you know i think guys don't want to just you know walk into a game and it'd be you know a 30 or 40 point
0: deal i think coaches we would sleep a little bit better but same thing (laughs) as competitors we want to we want to play really
1: good teams and challenge ourselves and kind of
0: see where we measure up. So coach, what is it going to take? You've got a couple, couple, three weeks now before you start playing GSAC. What is it going to take for you guys to uh, compete, make that tournament, make some noise in the GSAC?
1: Yeah, I think we just got to keep, keep getting better as a, as a unit um, and making sure that we, we develop our, our depth, um, you know, cause when you see it, our, our starting five are all kind of in that 10 points game and, need some guys to emerge uh, from our second unit to be able to give us that because there's always those games in conference or conference tournament where, you know, a guy that may be not on the first sheet of the scout, you know, hits a couple big shots. Mm -hmm. um, And then we just need to keep coming together. Um, It's the the closest team I've ever had. You know, ironically, we let them pick where they wanted to live, um, you know, on campus. And so we have 14 out of our 15 guys live on campus, and they all decided to live in the same hall. So that could go really, really bad. Um, or it could go really, really well. And so uh, it's gone really, really well in that sense. So I think as we continue to just grow on the floor the way they have off the floor, I think that's going to be the key uh, to kind of getting over the top uh, like we need to in the GSAC.
0: Well, Coach, it's going to be exciting when uh, we get to the, the first of the year and uh, that GSAC play starts in earnest and uh, you guys start doing your round robin. I'm really looking forward to that. I wish you the best of luck as uh, you make your uh, final run through the GSAC.
1: No, I appreciate it, Billy D. It's uh, yeah, it's gonna be sad to leave. Um, excited about the uh, the Pac West, but definitely some of the rivalries and, and just the juggernaut that is uh, the G Sac will be missed. Um, but really appreciate all you do for NAIA basketball. Um, your your podcast is a, is a must listen in my household. Um, so really appreciate it and, and look forward to being in touch.
0: Uh, thank you. That's very kind. That's Brendan Rudy Rooney. He's the head men's basketball coach of the Menlo Oaks. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Hey, thanks a lot to Brendan Rudy and to Menlo College. Uh, as he said, he's making this last run through the uh, GSAC. I'm sure it's probably going to be a bit emotional, but also exciting, going to a new conference. Uh, quick update: We'll uh, you better tune in tomorrow. We're going to have Ryan Cottingham. Remember, he they were uh, Spring Arbor was national champions just a few years back, 2019. He's the head men's basketball coach at Spring Arbor. We're going to talk a little bit of Spring Arbor Cougar basketball, Uh, another really nice guy. Uh, You want to tune in for that tomorrow. And then on Friday night, uh, we're going to go down to Corbin down in uh, Salem, Oregon. They're taking on their in-conference rival, which is Bushnell, and we're going to cover that game live and get some interviews Uh, at that game and hopefully do some player interviews right after the game. So I'm really looking forward to that. So you can watch for that on the YouTube and on uh, Twitter. So thanks a lot to everybody for listening. I really appreciate it and get out and support your uh, favorite team because NAIA basketball is the best entertainment value in America. Thank you very much for supporting our podcast. Please like and subscribe. Get out to your local NAI school because NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.